Hey, 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 my lovely ladies. So before I start playing this episode, I wanted to share an exciting announcement that on November 15th, I'm going to be hosting a free four-day workshop on the simple strategies to starting your own online business. I've been getting a lot of questions about the how, what do I do, what do I say, what are the strategies, all the fun stuff. So I decided to put together a very fun, exciting workshop that is going to break it all down for you on the really the four steps that you need and how to start to apply them so you could go out and sign your first paying client. So if you haven't already joined or signed up, you still have time to do that and grab the replay if you're listening to this after November 15th through the 18th. And I will put the link in the show notes, but I cannot wait to get started and see you in there. See you soon. Hi, I'm life and business coach, Melissa Margaris, and you're listening to the Unstoppable Mamas online business building podcast for moms just like you who are looking to scale their entrepreneur business without sacrificing their family time. Now let's get started. lovely ladies welcome back to another episode I am so excited to introduce to you Natalie she is here with me today so Natalie why don't you introduce yourself yeah so thank you so much for having me I'm excited to chat today um so my name is Natalie I am a messaging and marketing coach and I am really passionate about helping women um just show up authentically as themselves because that that is the thing that is the game changer in terms of consistently finding and attracting the right people online right like there's so much noise out there and so many strategies so many ways to do things but at the end of the day if you are being your authentic self, which can sound really fluffy, um, but is really, you know, really a game changer, like I said. And so that is the thing that I am just all about and on a mission to help women with. Um, I have been in business since 2018. So I am on year five. Um, I am very, you know, very transparent. I love sharing the ups and downs and, and helping women learn from my mistakes that I have had, you know, experienced (laughs) and tried all the wrong things. Right. And here's what to avoid. Um, and as far as like outside of business, I live in Minnesota with my husband and daughter. Um, I am a big outside person. I'm a total summer person. So right now as you know, as we are recording, it is October and it was like 22 this morning. And there is a part of me that's very sad when it gets cold (laughs) here in Minnesota. Cause I just, I come alive in summer and I live for, um, sandals and my Birkenstocks and, and shorts (laughs) and stuff. So, uh, there's, there's a little part of me that's morning right now. Cause it's getting cold, but (laughs) okay. There's okay. You can have a blanket, Natalie. Yes. Yes. But I love that. I love being able to like, like grow a business, like through your authentic self. And I think that is so important when, you know, especially anybody who is starting off as a female entrepreneur, like sometimes they don't have their own voice yet and they don't know what to say or what to do, or, you know, even like how to step into your own. 
Um, because we do, we get distracted by what we think we should do mm-hmm. versus what you really need to do, right? So why don't you tell me a little bit about what did, like, what did your first year of business look like and what was that journey like for you? Yeah. So my first year of business, like I said, I love being honest and, and just sharing, you know, the mistakes and and the things that I learned through trial and error. So when I look at my first year in business, I really struggled with comparison. I looked way too much at Mm -hmm. what other people were doing. And there's that analogy of staying in your lane, right? Like put the blinders on and stay focused on your own lane and stop looking at the cars that are, you know, driving in the slow lane or the fast lane or whatever. And that was really where I was stuck. I was really in this place of getting so focused on the cars that were going faster Mm -hmm. than me, quite honestly, to where I was like, man, she is just so energetic. Maybe I should show up that way and I should do live videos and I should share this message or talk about this more to where I found myself really losing sight of like, you know, why am I doing this in the first place? What am I passionate about? Like what is unique to me? And so I I did a lot of soul searching and just taking inventory of like, what are my strengths? What is my style? What do mm-hmm. I even like? What is my personality? And, you know, I thought I knew myself and then I got into business and I like found out a lot of stuff that I really didn't know about myself because it, it really was, you know, having to just become more grounded and aware. That was a big thing. The awareness of, you know, this is who I am. This is how I like to do things. I don't have to fit myself into mm-hmm. some other mold. And I think, the reason why I look back at my first year of business specifically, because this is something that I'm, I'm open about, you know, I still yeah. have moments where I can kind of get sidetracked and start comparing myself and have to delete social media apps or do stuff like that. But that first year of business in particular is something that I talk about so much because I know for me, I think a big part of why that was such a Um, just a heavy weight and something that held me back for so long was because I was new to business. And I was also like dealing with all that crap, but also trying to figure out what the heck I was doing in my business, figure out how to build a business and how to market myself and, you know, set up all these pieces. And so there was part of me that I think had good intentions because I was looking to others in terms of like, how am I supposed to show up? Right. There was just, there was so many things that I didn't know. And that is why I talk about this so often now is because I know a lot of other women when they are in that starting phase of their business are, you know, it, it, they quickly slip into that territory because it starts with, they're just trying to figure out like, what the heck am I doing in the first place? But then they start focusing too much and, you know, they don't draw that line of, okay, I know enough to get started. Now I'm going to focus and do my own thing. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think sometimes too, like, especially in the beginning, like, because you don't know, you're trying multiple different things and different processes and different methods. And you're kind of almost getting sucked in by comparison syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. Like you said, like you're comparing your, your car to the car that's already like speeding ahead of, ahead of you. And it's hard to, you know, look at the car who's already ahead of you and be like, how come I'm not there yet? Like, what am I doing wrong? Like, what is, you know, why am I not going fast enough? 
when in reality, you're going just as fast as you need to go at that exact moment. And, and I definitely um, can, can relate to you, like, definitely, like, when you're, like, put on your blinders, stay in the lane, right? Stay in the same lane. I think it's, like, so important, but it is. It's very hard to stay focused when you have so many different, like, things, like, um, all around you. What would you say, like, that helps you kind of stay focused and in that um, stay in that lane when, when you did have that comparison syndrome and the shiny object syndrome and everything else going on around you? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, I would say like, as far as kind of snapping myself out of that place of being so fixated on what everyone else is doing and then coming into what I was doing, a big thing was committing. And so for me, Um, one of the big game changers was starting my own podcast. Mm -hmm. And because I hadn't committed beforehand to showing up um, and, and owning my voice, like there was a part of me that I wasn't, I wasn't practicing enough. Right. I was really, I was doing way too much consuming and not enough creating. And so when I shifted to creating more than I was consuming, that helped me. And that's something, again, like I remind myself of this very frequently. Um, and, and honestly, when I look at the entrepreneurs, like the mentors that I look up to, or you just see people who, um, like the big names in business, Mm -hmm those people got there because they have really firm boundaries and they're not looking at other people. And often when you talk to them, like I just, um, one of the women that I interviewed on my podcast earlier this week, um, her business is like seven figures. And so she's sitting here telling me all about how, um, you know, she does have really firm boundaries as far as what she's looking at, you know, and, and social media and what she's consuming. And this is something that is, that is a huge pattern. Right. And so it's like mm. the people who are successful that are, you know, you're looking up to they're, you know, speeding along in their lane because they're not getting distracted. If they were, they'd be crashing or, you know, swerving yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and <laughs> right. Right. And like, that is, that was a big thing for me was like shifting into consuming more than, or other way around creating more than consuming because, um, you know, there was, it was really stifling my voice. Um, when I was looking so much at, again, what other people were doing, what programs they were putting out there, how they were talking about what they did, especially if they were in my niche, like if they did similar mm-hmm. stuff to me, that would really distract me because now I am um, without even intending to showing up and creating content from a place where it kind of sounds familiar to what they're saying, right? Yeah. Um, and so that that was a huge thing right there. And so if someone is listening who um, is really in that place, that's what I would encourage you to do is create more than you consume. Oh, I love that because it's so true. Like I even got sucked into consuming, consuming, consuming. And then when you're consuming so much, it almost feels like you're doing things, but really you're not doing anything. You're just consuming. And it kind of like tricks you in a way to believe that you've been busy all week, but you haven't been, you've been kind of consuming and for sure. Yeah. Those consumpt like consuming did definitely throw you off your path because then you allow 
another path to open up and you're like, huh, well, maybe I should start over to go back up, right? And it really just kind of prolongs your whole process. I love that. And I love how you talked about, you know, finding your own voice. And I think, you know, us as, you know, entrepreneurs and you're, when you're just starting off in your business and you don't know what your, on, your voice is like, right? You don't know what that even looks like because you are kind of like still doing your research and trying to figure that, all of that out. What would you say are some of those tangible steps that really helped you find your own voice in what we like to call a saturated market, right? <laughs> like everyone yeah. seems to be doing something out there. Like, how did you stand out? And like, what was your own voice? Yeah. Yeah. So there's three things that I feel like are really critical with owning your voice and, and fully embracing that. Right. And, yeah. and let me start out by saying, I believe that, you know, owning your voice means that you are believing that you have something to say and you're using that. And so the, that. like the, the process that, um, I would encourage women to go through as far as kind of tangible things here are number one, believe that what you have to say matters. And so maybe you grew up, um, feeling like you're not enough, or maybe you grew up feeling like you were too much either way. There is this, um, you know, the story that we can tell ourselves. And it seems like women or, you know, people in general kind of fall into one territory or the other. And this all depends on our upbringing and also the story that we told ourselves, like what we made it mean. Um, and so I fell into the category of I'm not enough, right? This is something that still pops up in many areas of my life. And so for me, what that looked like in my marketing was no one cares what I have to say. Um, I don't know enough. I'm not expert enough. I, you know, fill in yep. the blank. And so to really embrace the fact that, no, I have something important to say. What I have to say matters. Um, I have value to bring was something that I had to come to terms with. Right. And the, like the question or the action step that I would associate with this would be thinking about, is there a part of yourself that you're holding back or not allowing to be fully expressed? Mm, love that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I do, I feel like sometimes we do hold back because we feel like we're not the expert because we're just starting off or we haven't been doing it long enough. Where in reality, you probably have been doing it a lot more or a lot longer than you think. Right, right, exactly. And, and it's, you know, I still believe that when we are in business and we're doing the thing that we're called to do, like there's stuff that's ingrained in you. Like yes. you absolutely have the things and the elements and the quirks and everything that, that your people need to hear. And so you are, you know, you, you are exactly what they need. And so again, whether you feel like you're not enough or you feel like you're too much, you're, you're perfect. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? Like there is no perfection. However, you have, you have a little bit of all the right stuff that they need. And so just taking inventory of like, am I fully expressing myself or is there a part of myself that I'm holding back? Um, so that was number one. Number two is remember that it's not about you. So, mm. you know, when you are so fixated on how people are going to perceive you and you're really focused on yourself, um, it is really hard to move forward and have momentum. 
And I've also found that fears are magnified when I'm focused on myself. Oh my gosh. Like there's all sorts oh, of, yes. you know, all <laughs> sorts of stuff that comes up. And so, you know, letting go of what other people think to an extent, yes, um, you want to do that. How, however, I've found that something that makes it easier to do that um, is just shifting your focus. And so instead of sitting here being like, oh, I need to care less about what people think, I think there's a part of us that we all, like we want people yes. to think well of us, right? But instead of like focusing on that, cause that's still, what are they gonna think of me? I don't care what they think of me, right? You're still focused on yourself. If you shift to service and thinking about the people that need you and the struggles that they're in right now and how, frustrating their situation is and the things that they're trying that you can look at that and be like, Oh my goodness, let me help you. Like, it's not as complicated as you're making or whatever. Well, now you're shifting your focus. And you know, if there was someone that came to you in this moment, like you might be having a really hard day. Right. And I, I don't know why this example is coming to mind, but like, say someone came up to your door and they were just like they had just gotten in an accident or like they were lost or something terrible happened, right? You're having a really bad day, but now someone's at your door and they're having an even worse day. You're not going to be thinking about yourself. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, let me help you. you you, You can use my phone. And so it's just, you have now shifted your focus. Um, and so bringing it back to like a tangible action step here to help you remember that it's not about you is getting really clear on who are you called to serve? Why do they need to hear your message? And just letting that be your focus instead of yourself, basically. Yeah, no, I love that. And also like, I think, you know, it's important to be relatable, right? Mm-hmm. Because people want to be connected to the people that they they're, they feel most connected to or that they, they can relate to. And when you open yourself up and you allow your, your true voice to come out, people are going to start to feel more related to you and you can, yeah, I love how you're able to take the, the pressure. It's almost like taking the pressure off of being perfect all the time. Right. And trying to be something and trying to be, you know, like something for everybody and really just shifting that focus into more of how can I add value? How can Mm -hmm. I support you? And how can I connect with you? And I think that's a really good mindset shift from me to you, because when you focus on you, the, those people are going to be attracted to you so much faster. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's also looking at the fact that we can pick up on, um, just people's energy. And so if you're having a conversation with someone, like imagine yourself getting on a phone call and you're talking about working with someone and you feel like they're not really fully listening to you because inside their head, they're more focused on like, oh my gosh, did I, did that make sense? Or I don't know, like they've got this inner dialogue going so you can tell they're not fully present. They're not fully confident. Like they're not just listening to you and coming from this posture of like, I'm here to help you regardless of whether that means working together, like you're going to have a totally different experience. And so just Mm -hmm. thinking about being on that receiving end and thinking about the moments where maybe you connected with someone online and you could tell that they weren't really coming at it from a place of service. They were really driven by like, I need 
your business. I need your money or like, I need something from you. It doesn't feel good. And we can pick up on that. And so it's, you know, bringing it back to like you and applying this, that just shows how big of a game changer that can be. Um, And just to add on that. And I think it's also something to detach yourself from the outcome, right? It's not about a sale. It's not about uh, getting a yes. It's not about the need, right? If you're going into a sales call and thinking, oh my God, I need the sale. I need the sale. I need the sale. Like you said, that energy is going to be completely different than somebody who's just there and detaching yourself from whatever it is, if it's a yes or a no, but really just being present and focused on really helping and adding value to that person. I love that. I love that mindset, that shift. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. So number one was believe what you have to say matters. Number two was remember, it's not about you. And number three is embracing messy action so that you can start actually using your voice. So I shared that for me, a big part of this was starting my podcast. Um, and you know, because I was no longer just consuming whatever other people were putting out there so much. And I was focused on what can I put out there again? Like I shifted my focus of, you know, thinking about myself, comparing myself to, I'm just going to start helping people, even though I know that I'm not perfect. I don't have all the stuff figured out, but I do have some stuff figured out. And so I'm going to share what I do, you know? Um, and so that is, um, you know, as far as like, owning your voice and that side of it, um, practicing speaking your mind both in life and in business is something that can be really beneficial again, because I grew up telling myself that I wasn't enough and kind of receiving that message, making people's actions and everything mean that I wasn't enough. That is something that I continuously am working on is saying what I actually think, even if it's going to create conflict in (laughs) that moment, you know, or, or even if I see that it could potentially create conflict, because that's also just my personality. And I don't know, are you familiar with the Enneagram? Okay. So for anyone listening who whether or not you are familiar with the Enneagram, I'm a type nine, which is the peacemaker. I'm the type of person that I don't like to rock the boat. I get along with a lot of people. And so that's just kind of, you know, again, how life has shaped me and how God created me is like, that is just my personality. There's always pros and cons, but one of the downsides is that I had this habit of not speaking my mind or like apologizing or, or leading with saying something like, um, you know, like, I don't want to make you mad, but, you know, and and leading into things like that. And there's, I'll actually share a quick story with that, that I, I recently shared online where I had, I had a moment with my husband where he texted me and we had, you know, had a a big conversation, I think the night before, and he basically was loving, lovingly calling me out and being like, I need you to stop leading with, you don't want to bug me. You don't want to make me mad. Um, and just say what you think. Like, I don't want you to filter yourself. Like I want unfiltered Natalie. I love you. I want all of you, not just like the filtered thoughts. And that was so freeing to me. And I I remember reading that text and just crying because I was like, okay, like, you know, like it was just, there was, there was part of me that I didn't realize how much I needed to hear that because I, you know, it was like this self-protection mechanism of, I, I'm about to say something that I really think, but let me just let you know that I'm not doing this to make you mad or whatever it is. Like, and so that's where, 
as far as owning your voice, if you are not speaking up in life, you're also not going to be speaking up in business and, you know, because everything is, is, um, attached, right? Like everything is connected and it all blends together. And I know you've talked about like the way that you show up doing one thing is how you do everything. And so if you're not really saying with love, of course, what you think about things, speaking your mind, even as simple as like, no, actually I want Chinese food, not Mexican, right? Like it can be (laughs) like silly and stupid, but like, it's those little things that help us practice. And so that's something that, you know, is, is really, really helpful. Um, and then just like bringing it to kind of some more tangible business strategy or messaging strategy, as far as embracing messy action, starting to use your voice more and speak up again, a lot of fears come up when we're unclear. And so if you think about like going back to middle school and you had to like give a presentation or something, um, you would like memorize what you were going to say, right? Like that was the thing that you would mm-hmm. kind of like white knuckle grab onto is like, okay, da, 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 da. Yep. Like, you know, you're going through <laughs> your points. And I remember envying the people that could get up in front of the class and just seem like they're just winging it. Um, <laughs> and, and like, I, I share that example because I think it's just, you know, that's kind of the situation that we get into in business where if we are freaking out about this, you know, presentation, like this live video or whatever we're doing, speaking, using our voice, we can feel fear when we don't feel clear in what we're going to be talking about. And so, yes, you're going to still have some mindset drama come up if you are stepping out and using your voice and, and, you know, sharing your message in a new way. However, it is going to remove some of the resistance when you are clear on what am I actually saying here? Um, and, and there's a lot that I could say with that, but a really great starting point that I will share is again, if you are in the place where you haven't been like fully getting visible, sharing your message online, identify your content pillars, like identify the three to five Mm -hmm. things that you are consistently going to be talking about, um, because this is going to help, um, help anchor that in for you so that you feel confident when you're showing up, you know, it's these, you know, three things or whatever it is, and you're going to feel a little bit less resistant to showing up. Um, So yeah, that, that's what I would say is like a really great kind of exercise or starting point for doing that. Yeah, no, I love that. And also like, I think sometimes too, we get so hung up on making sure we say the right words and the right sentence and we have the right verbiage and all that stuff versus like, just like when you talk people, they don't buy like they don't buy what you sell, right? They buy why you sell it, right? Mm -hmm. So I really do like, I always say it's not always about what you say, it's about the energy that you say and the belief behind what you say. And that, like you said, it's just going out and speaking your mind, whether you believe it, whether you don't believe it, whether you want Chinese food or or Mexican food or whatever you want. It's about really like going out and just, you know, standing behind your beliefs and not being afraid of like reflecting people that you don't want. And I think sometimes too, we're so worried about like, you know, um, you know, turning away a potential client if we don't do it this way, or we're so afraid, but at the end of the day, 
if they don't feel connected to, to you and, you know, they're not really believing in who you are, they're probably not your ideal client anyways. So you do, you want to speak your mind, speak who you are. Like I fumble over my words all the time. I'm like, I'm like the queen of making up words too. <laughs> like my husband's like, that's not a real word. I'm like, this is my dictionary. <laughs> so, but I'm like, you know what? And if that bothers you, if it bothers you, that's okay. Just don't listen. That's fine. Cause other people will, will appreciate it. So yeah. I, and I agree. I think it's so, it's so powerful when you are able to find that, that voice and not feel like you have to be so verbatim, but really just connect the, the why behind what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you added in that reminder of, you know, your specific words, like take the pressure off yourself that they don't matter that much. And it's, you know, I always feel kind of funny sharing that message because a lot of work that I do with my clients is specifically around messaging strategy. Mm-hmm. So here we are digging into the words, but that's something that I, that I consistently tell them is like, don't worry so much about the words, right? Like, yes, we want to optimize. We want to yep. get clear in the language, but like, there's a fine line there in terms of at the end of the day, your people are going to be attracted to you and, and bringing it back to a life example. Like I shared that story with my husband. I know he's a safe person. Like we have a really great open communication. Mm-hmm. And so I know that at the end of the day, like he is a safe space where I can be myself. And even if we don't agree on something in the moment, like, uh, you know, that, that relationship is not going to be destroyed by me, you know, thinking differently or saying something that he doesn't agree with. Um, and it's, it's, you know, that potential conflict in my mind, that is where my worst case scenario mind goes or yeah, like that's where in my mind I go is, you know, I don't want to, I don't want him to distance from me. And so bringing that to business, it's like, we are afraid of just speaking our mind and saying it the way that it comes out because we're afraid of repelling clients. And so it's again, like when you're just really grounded in this confidence of, okay, this is a safe space. Like this is a safe relationship. I don't have to filter my thoughts. I can be myself. Same thing goes online. This is a safe space. I am creating the safe space for other people and also knowing that this space isn't for everyone. And so those that don't like it will leave. And that's a good exactly. thing. Exactly. No, I love that. Um, Natalie, I would love for you to like share with some of the listeners, like what encouragements would you give like the listeners right now who are listening, who might be struggling a little bit with showing up you know, are like really expressing their own voice and, you know, putting out their, their message, like what encouragement would you give them? Hmm. The thing that comes to mind immediately is you're never going to feel ready. Like I, you know, I think that it's easy to point to external circumstances and say, well, I'm in this season of life or this thing is going on or, you know, I feel like I'm lacking a strategy or whatever it is, but you know, at the end of the day, like you're never going to feel ready. There's no way to get through that 
awkwardness of just starting something for the first time and then like getting your footing, getting in a steady um, rhythm and kind of working out the kinks so that you can flow and you can show Mm. up and you've got your marketing strategy down and you know what to do every week, you know, and like, there's no way through that stage other than just getting through it. Um, And I completely understand wanting to avoid that discomfort because, you know, going back to my first year in business, that that's a lot of what I was doing was just feeling like, well, I just kind of feel like awkward and clunky in the way that I'm showing up or the way that I'm speaking up. And so I was kind of trying to delay it somehow. Um, or, or I would say I was trying to avoid it, but really yeah. what I was doing was, yeah, was exactly. you don't realize it, it, but that's what you're doing. <laughs> right. Right. So that's, that's the thing that I would say is, you know, if you are really struggling to get visible and show up online, you're never going to feel ready. It's never going to be pretty to begin with. Like your first, I've heard this and and this is always a a beautiful reminder to me is your first, anything isn't going to be pretty, right? Like your first post, your first live video, your first podcast episode. I have women now who find my podcast and like, I am very confident in my podcasting now. However, I have women that will be like, oh my gosh, I love your podcast. And I just went back and started listening from the beginning. And I'm like, ah, (laughs) same, a hundred percent the same. I'm like, my beginning podcasts are completely different than the ones I have now. (laughs) And it's just so funny to me, or even thinking about like, I think the first video I ever posted in my business, it wasn't even a live video. It was a pre-recorded video. I remember I probably recorded it like five different times before I got the two minute video, you know, published on my Facebook page. I'm sure it's still up there. I should actually find it because it'd be funny to share, but it's like, you know, it's the stuff like that. Like everyone has these kind of embarrassing moments where they were like, oh my gosh, like just kind of like closing their eyes as they're clicking publish. <laughs> like, you know, someday I'm going to be kind of cringing when I, when I see this, but, but I also think it's a beautiful, um, beautiful example and reminder to be able to, to see people's mm-hmm. kind of humble beginnings. Cause everyone starts somewhere. Um, yeah. and so th- that's why I don't delete that stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not going to point you to it, but it's still valuable. And so that that's another thing too, that, uh, that I'll add to that is even though it, it, there might be some things in there that I kind of cringe listening to because I'm like, Oh, I, I, you know, feel like maybe I think differently about this topic or whatever it's still valuable. Like the fact that I was so, you know, clunky with my delivery or whatever I I was telling myself, women are still benefiting it from though, which is why I don't delete it because it is still a value, right? Which goes back to every single one of us has value to give. So that was a very long answer to the question. Basically, <laughs> you're never going to feel ready. So rip the bandaid off and, and get it done with. Um, as I say to my daughter all the time when she is in a timeout or she has to clean her room and she really yep. doesn't want to. I'm like, you know what? The sooner you do it, the sooner you can do that other thing that you really want to do. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that. And it also gives you a reminder of like, you know, you could always, get, you could always go get better. You could always get, go up from here. Right. Like, I love that. Yes. Rip off the bandaid and just do it yes. <laughs> and give yourself a little like pat on the back and like reward when you do do it. Like, and I think that's also like that, just that self-awareness and that self-gratitude that some of us like 
because it's like, oh, I just went live. Oh, that sucked. And like, we beat ourselves up and like, oh, no one's going to pay attention versus I just went live. I did it. I'm amazing. And now I'm going to do it again. I'm going to get better. Right. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I've been enjoying your podcast and just like tagging along with your journey, but I do have one other question for you because I'm all about um, life balance and making sure that when you're growing a business that you're doing that alongside raising a family. And I know you have a daughter. So what would you say, like, what does success with balance mean to you? Ooh, that is such an excellent question. Success with balance. I would say to me, that looks like honestly loving my life more than my business. Oh, I <laughs> and love that, that. That might sound kind of weird because of course, like we're talking about business here, but I think it's so easy for us to get our priorities twisted. And like, for me, my faith is really important to me too. And so my priorities, what I say I want them to be is God first and then family and then business. But so often I get it completely backwards where it's like business and then family and then God, like at the end of the day, before I close my eyes, you know? And so for me, it really is like success with balance is I love my life. And like the business is a spillover of that because that I have seen to be true um, in the ups and downs is when I am loving my business the most, right? But I, I'm first like having fun and pouring into my people that are that are right in front of me, and then I can pour into my people online. Oh, I love that, and that's so true. That's true and raw right there. I love that answer. Yes. Natalie, can you share with us like how can our listeners get a hold of you if they have questions? How can we follow you? Give me all the details. Yeah. So you mentioned my podcast. I have a podcast as well called Wildly Aligned Marketing. Um, I have recently upped my game over there. I am showing up twice a week. Love the podcast. Um, My favorite place to hang out by far online. I'm also on Instagram. um, And so you can find me at natalie.blankush. And I would love for you to jump in my inbox and let me know what you thought of this conversation. Um, I I love connecting with women. And so I would would love to hear just what stood out to you or what, what lessons you learned from our conversation today. Yay. Well, thank you so much. And to our listeners, thanks again for hanging out with us. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you have to come check out my group coaching program, the Unstoppable Growth Academy, where we take this work to the next level and apply these strategies and tools so you can start to create that unstoppable mindset which will turn into unbelievable growth and success. Just head over to melissamargress.com forward slash unstoppable growth, all one word, and join this amazing community. I cannot wait to meet you.